Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Here's this week's lesson. This morning, we're looking at Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 to 19 and 25 to 30. Matthew chapter 11, 16 to 19, 25 to 30. But to what shall I liken this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their companions and saying, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned to you, and you did not lament. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is justified by her children." At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight, all things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you have labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Word of God for the people of God. We're tired and worn out, huh? People today seem to be so beat down by the everyday struggles of life. They seem to be so very tired and weary of things. And it is so bad that it has brought on a new illness called chronic fatigue syndrome. There are literally hundreds of thousands of people that suffer from this disease of our time. And the doctors can't do much about the problem if you do suffer from it. About the best they can do is give you some sleeping pills, maybe muscle relaxers. But that does not cure the problem. It only hides it. Well, wouldn't you rather find a cure for your weariness? I mean, of course, we all would. And I'm happy to report to you today that there is a cure for your problem of fatigue and weariness. We find the cure in our text this morning, and we'll examine that extensively with full confidence that it will help you. Notice with me the truths that are given to us in this most blessed passage of Scripture. There is a problem that we all face right there in verse 28. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. We all labor. We're all heavy laden with something. We are tired and weary physically, mentally, emotionally. Consider the following. There are the everyday bothers of life that weary us. We all have these things that are bothersome to us. They may not be big things, but just the same, they weight us down and make us weary. 
Everyone faces these things every day in the hustle and bustle of our busy society. But there are also the enormous burdens of life that weary us. We all have some kind of burden that we carry around from day to day as well. Many may have financial obligations that are weighing them down, while others may have family sickness. And still there are others that are contending with dysfunctional relationships. The list of burdens could go on and on. The sad fact is that we all have something that puts us under enormous pressure and stress from time to time. When we add life's enormous burdens to life's everyday bothers, things can get very stressful indeed. After a short time and trying to cope with the two together, we grow very weary. Weariness is simply a problem that we all face in this life. Job said that man that is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. However, there is a promise that we are all given. In verse 28, it says, Come unto me, and I will give you rest. See, in our text, we find a most gracious promise by our Savior. He promises to give rest to those who come unto him. If any other person made such a promise, we would laugh at them because we know that they do not possess the power to fulfill it. But we can count on Christ to come through on this promise because of two things. First, his godly nature ensures us that he can make his promise good. We must remember that he is God and that he holds all power in heaven and on earth in the palm of his hand. When he makes such a promise, it is not a shallow, empty promise because he possesses the power to fulfill it. Second, his good name ensures us that he will make his promises good. First, he can make his promise, and second, he will make his promise. We find one of the many names ascribed to our Lord in Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. And here in this particular verse, he is identified as the rider of the white horse, and his name is Faithful and True. What a glorious name. What a joy it should be to bring to your heart to realize that your Savior is always truthful in what he says, as well as always faithful in bringing it to pass. His good name should ensure you that he will make good his promises to you. The good news gives a prescription that we all are pointed to. We see that in verses 29 and 30. And here it is, the part that so many have been waiting for, the prescription for our weariness. We come to this particular point in our text and we are seemingly perplexed because of what is said. We're not told that we need more leisure time. We're not told that we are to take a vacation. We're not told that we need to take a break. We are not told that we need bed rest. Rather, we are told that we need the yoke. The yoke is the key to our rest. For so long, we've been trying to work alone and we have worn ourselves down. It is now time to put on the yoke and get harnessed together with Christ for the yoke that is mentioned is a double yoke. It is a yoke like that of the oxen where we see two yoked together. 
While we may feel that we need a hammock, Christ says that we need a yoke. And the yoke is important for two simple reasons. First, a yoke is a place of labor. The problem with us is not that we must serve some master or perform some task. The problem is really what master we serve and what tasks we perform. Here Jesus is inviting us to work for him and with him. When we take the yoke of Christ, we soon learn what is important work and what is not. We learn that what we do for him totally eclipses anything else that we could do. When we begin duty in the yoke, we have assurance that Christ is looking out for us, and we worry less about the other, less trivial things of life. In the yoke, we find restful activity. So the yoke is a place of learning, and second, the yoke is a place, first, the yoke is a place of labor, and second, the yoke is a place of learning. We are invited to learn of him in our text. Could there be a better situation for learning than when we are yoked together with someone? The problem many of us face today is that we know so little about our Lord. His desire is that we would have a full knowledge of him. And we can only learn of him when we abide with him. That is one of the important elements of the yoke. It keeps us bound together with him in a place of closeness where we can be taught. You cannot learn anything if you are not around the teacher. Christ desires us to be yoked together with him so he can teach us. There was a farmer plowing his field with oxen. And one of the animals was seemingly a little bigger than the other. When asked why the two unequally sized oxen were hitched together, the farmer replied, Well, the big animal was an older animal that was well trained, and the smaller one was a young animal that was new to the yoke. The older ox is the best ox that I have ever had. He knows his way around the field. The reason I put the younger one with him is so the older, more knowledgeable ox could teach him how to plow. If I never put them together, the younger one would never learn. By himself, the younger ox would pull himself to death. But together he learns to cooperate and let the older ox help him. If the yoke we learn from Christ, how to be patient in suffering, to walk humbly, to trust implicitly, to love intensely, and to rejoice exceedingly, that's what it means to be in the yoke with Christ. Do you have rest today, or are you weary and tired? Have you come to Jesus? He is calling all those who are laboring and heavy laden, and he promises you rest if you respond. Would you come today, or had you rather continue carrying the load that is tiring you out? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we indeed labor and are heavy laden with everyday bothers and enormous burdens of this world. Give us your yoke so that we can learn from you. Help us this week to find rest in you. We know your yoke is easy and your burden is light. We know we cannot get to heaven on our own. 
we must rest in the work that was accomplished and completed on the cross for our salvation. And it's in his name that we pray and give thanks. Amen.